Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I want to introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits. This podcast is a place where we answer one question about doula work, both to support you and to help you support your clients. I'm Kaylee Harad. I've been supporting families in this perinatal space since my oldest was born 12, nearly 13 years ago. I am a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, La Leche League leader, and a doula coach. I love guiding and supporting doulas as they work out their doula business. It is a tremendous joy to be trusted in this way. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Hello, welcome back to Doula Tips and Tits. I have another guest with me today that I am very excited to introduce you to, in part because she um, unknowingly directed me through writing my website with her podcast Yay. over the last like year and a half-ish. <laughs> um, also because her podcast is called Talk Copy to Me. And if you know me at all, you know that I love a good pun. And so that just made my day when I found it initially. So Erin Olilla is here. She is an SEO and copyright website copywriter. Um, and I'm going to let you, Erin, tell us about your awesomeness because I could go on and on about it, but <laughs> give, give my audience some info about yourself. All right. How much time do we have to talk about my awesomeness here before we jump into the content? Um, hi, everyone. Again, thank you so much for having me here on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you and have, you know, talk to your listeners. Can we say that? Um, I am an SEO copywriter. I actually went to school to be a literary writer. I have my bachelor's and master's in creative writing. And once I realized how hard it was to get a full-time teaching job in the college level, I was like, and I don't have time for that, nor do they pay enough for me to try to make time for that. What the heck am I going to do? Enter the world of copy and content. So basically, I guess what I'm saying is I've been doing this for a really long time. And I've seen the ebbs and the flows of like how SEO has changed, um, how marketers approach things like pain points and talking to their audience. And now like this, you know, we can call that all the wild, wild west now that we're introducing AI into copywriting. So basically, I guess what I'm saying to start off is if you've heard anything about copywriting, forget it. <laughs> just sit it's down, <laughs> take a deep breath. And it's not even all wrong. It's just like it changes so much that I think that what yeah. happens is when we talk about things like websites, especially DIYing your website, there's like 8 million things you need to do to do it correct, right? I rewrote my website at some point last year when I was changing website host. 
And I cannot tell you how hard it was. And this is from someone who is like, I get paid all the time to write other people's websites. But it's just because it's like, you know, we know our businesses. It resides in our heads. We have these wishes and hopes. We're not sure how to describe things. And the pressure is on. So my my point in saying forget everything is like, don't put that pressure on yourself because you're failing before you even start. Yeah. If if it's easy, if you're going to be typing on a computer, like throw a bunch of like gibberish on the page, right? Like say this here, say that there. This is going to be great. I'm wonderful. And then fill those blanks in later. <laughs> if it's a piece of paper, like brainstorm because I really, yeah. truly to the core of me believe that Things that hold us back as DIY writers are the things that we have to do after we write, like self-editing, like having um, maybe our customers read our copy and suggest, you know, whether, whether it was a hit home, like that's stuff for later. So if you are, uh, if you have a, a website that's, you know, bare bones, or if you are just like coming up with the idea of making a website, don't worry about those things and just sit down and start from scratch, taking all the pressure off yourself. Yeah, no, I love that. And this is exactly why Erin is here to talk about this (laughs) because even though she is an amazing person to consider hiring for your website at some point, she has no problem being like, if you can't hire me or anyone else yet do this, which is where most of you all are. So as you know, if you listen to this podcast a lot, we like to answer one question. So today's question is going to be, Erin, what the heck do I start with if I'm talking <laughs> about? All right. <laughs> Where do you start? That is a great question. And I say, one, obviously start with whatever is easiest. Now, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with the fact, with a personal preference, but then I will explain why I'm actually suggesting you do the opposite. Uh, Personally, (laughs) I really like multi-page websites. So, you know, your general homepage, about page, services page, often secondary services page, if you offer more than one thing, um, contact page, blog page, all of those things. I like them because if you have as many pages as possible on your website, each page is a new door when it comes to SEO and like welcoming people into your world and attracting them to your business, as well as the fact that it takes a little bit of information to explain things, right? Like that's why I like multi-page websites. But here's the thing about new businesses. You don't need a multi-page website in order to like have that stomping ground for your business. Mm-hmm. However, you need that stomping ground. Like I do, I I think this is like one of those things in my business industry that like I will go toe to toe for with anyone when they say like, oh, you don't need a website, and I'm like, scratch that, you're wrong. I like yeah. I don't argue many things in life. A lot, um, you know this because you listen to my podcast. I'd say eighty percent of the shows I've said it depends. It's like my oh, favorite. Yeah. That's word. how I answer too. It is. Like... It is my favorite <laughs> word because not like you know we all have different businesses. Even in the just doula industry, there are different types of businesses. You all have your own personal advantages, your stories, your what you want to do with your clients and how you approach your work. So it really does depend when it comes to marketing, except for the fact that you need a website because you know, let's say you're using social media to promote your business, which is totally fair. Most people do. It works for a lot of businesses. 
what happens is you might have someone that comes into your world. Maybe they found you through a hashtag or a recommendation. But what happens when they want to actually hire you? If you, maybe you have one of those link in bios that'll say like, here's a contact form. The truth of the matter is people make purchasing decisions based on things like social proof um, and social proof could be things like testimonials, let's say, but it, social proof is just the proof that you exist. Um, yeah. I have hired contractor after contractor after buying my home <laughs> and I always pick on the home improvement industry, but the truth of the matter is they don't really operate like anyone when it comes to marketing. They have websites um, that they haven't uh, like updated since the 1980s. They have social <laughs> media that they post on like once every four years. So yeah. when it comes time to like, as a consumer, look for that type of person, I don't know if they're even in business in, anymore. I don't know if people like trust them if they haven't had like updated reviews. As a doula, your clients are are thinking that very same thing. And we all know that your clients have a lot more emotions than someone who's looking for home improvement. Their hormones are all over the place. They're nervous, right? Like they're coming to you because they want your support. But when someone knows that they need support, whether this is consciously or subconsciously, there's a lot of like support you have to do before they can, you can give them the support in the job. And, and what they're looking for is just the proof that you do have a business, you are trustworthy, you know what you're doing, and you're speaking in like the language that just makes them feel confident to move forward to even reach out to you. So a lot of people will say like, oh, I'm not getting leads. Why? Because no one knows if you're doing what you're doing, if you're trustworthy. Like everything that I just said, it all comes back to the website. So mm -hmm. I will get off my soapbox. I am super sorry for like <laughs> ranting there. Um, back to the point. You do not need a five-page website. You do not need even a three-page website. If you want to make this like the easiest approach to just getting something there for that proof, make a one page website. Mm -hmm. And I can give you the whole like prescription of what to do on that website. You're going to start the page with the most important thing that you're trying to get out there. What do you do, right? You're there to support these families, these, these women that are going forward, having a child, they need you, right? So make a statement about what it is that you do or what you offer. Following that, talk directly to the person who's looking to hire you. I am not a like, let's rub people's noses in their pain point type of person, but I think pain points are helpful, right? In in your client's case, their pain point isn't that they're like struggling so bad. Their pain point is just that they have a need or a desire and you're someone that can help them with that. So talk to them about that. When you're done, introduce yourself. Who are you? Like, what is your name? I'm guessing for the most part, you're a one person business. So you can use the word I, like introduce yourself. Talk about why you're doing what you're doing. Because it being a one page website, you don't have that about page to kind of like spend time and introduce yourself. But all you need is a couple paragraphs, right? Why you care about this, what your experience is, and maybe what your approach is if you have a very specific approach. Follow that up by what you do. So that was like what people would say is services. And if you're thinking to your, yourself like, 
Erin, I just started. I do not know what my services are. Like, I just want to be a doula. Hello. Um, then just make it easy like that. Just say like, you know, like get in touch and, and then you can do the customized plan with those new clients. Most businesses for any industry, it's so much trial and error in the beginning before you figure out what those actual offers are. But you might have offers. And if you do, Use some space after the like about you section to actually explicitly say what you do and what's included in that. Yeah. Don't treat that section like a sales page though. <laughs> like, like, for example, if it's like you have like um, a one appointment, to, like a get to know you type of appointment, yeah. you don't have to spend paragraphs to explain what's going to happen during that. Just say, here's our like intro appointment, maybe two sentences, price, button. And you'll do that for the rest of your services. And once that's done, there's many other things you can put on the page. I would highly recommend some way that you can um, connect with them regardless of whether they book the call or not. So a button to book a call that leads to um, a scheduling tool. There are free scheduling tools like I think Acuity and um, and Calendly both have free options still. Um, as well as the booking the call section, you also really want to get their email address if possible. You don't need to become an email marketer right away. We don't need to have wild and crazy email sequences. But the idea of that is some people might just be um, putting out feelers for the future. So maybe it's someone who's not pregnant in the moment, but they knew from their last experience, they really want a doula the next time they have a baby. Mm -hmm. So having them on that list and nurturing them will help you. Um, yeah. Again, you do not have to become an email marketer, but just starting the practice of doing it will help you as you adjust your website in the future and adjust your marketing in the future. Yeah. Now, I've spoken a lot, so I'm going to pass the mic back to you. <laughs> so um, I love all of what you're saying and our audience, my audience can't see that I'm just like nodding and nodding and nodding and nodding as you go. Um, so one of the things that I went through recently in an episode was about like, know what you do and how someone can hire you to do that thing because no amount of putting yourself out there is going to be helpful if you're like i don't know why you can hire me you know so even if it's just i'm gonna do births and so i'm a birth doula right like that is your service that is what that is and the price will change and can change. It's okay for that to like continue to evolve. The thing that I really um, want to like hone in on with this, the website stuff specifically is that if you have this framework of like, you need someone to know like generally what your business is, generally who you are, right? Generally what it is you do. So they know that they're the right people to possibly hire you, right? Like you work with pregnant families. Well, at the very least, you're gonna rule out anyone who is not pregnant and thinks you're a doula for some other thing, right? And so, so that framework can be so simple. And all of us who own our own businesses, aside from maybe copywriters, but I would say probably even you, if you looked back at the very first website that we had, we're probably like, oh, that was, hmm. you know, oh, but yeah. hey. especially copywriters. My first website that I had was like a mess of me trying to do and say everything. I mean, if I could sum it up in one sentence, it was basically like, I write and I will write anything you would like me to write, you know, <laughs> which which does nothing for the end yeah. user, you know, yeah. um, and, the, and the same for for doulas. So I agree. I think 
but I think that's the beauty of like knowing that everyone else has a really like poor first website as well. And that's to be expected. And that is fine. And it's not as if your clients are judging your skills as a doula based on your marketing abilities. It really is just that comfort level of proof for. So you can have, let's say, colors that don't mesh well. Everyone worries about the um, unproductive procrastination marketing. You know, what branding colors will I have? What fonts will I use on my website? Uh, What pictures will I download for stock photography? While it's not fair of me to say it doesn't matter because I think visuals and copy really do work together, it doesn't matter though, right? Like, your clients do not care. Like what? Or let me ask you a question. What font does Nike use? What font does Target use? What font does any any other big business use? Like we don't know, right? I mean, we can identify it when we see it. Or what's the hex color for Walmart? Like we don't know these things or it doesn't make a difference at all. So you can throw some clashing colors up on your website. You can try really bold, bright colors. And then maybe maybe for a month you have it and you're like, no, this is too bold for me. Change the colors. I mean, that's the easy part of all of this. But don't focus your time and energy there. Focus it on the message. Because regardless of the colors and the fonts and the design and the images, it's really that message. And all you're saying is um, proof of of self. I serve you, why I serve you, what experience or interest at least that I have in serving you and how we can connect. That's that's your one page website there. If you can answer those things, then you're going to make the people feel confident to reach out to you. Now, when it comes to writing, here's the, here's the thing is like you might be listening and being like, okay, cool. Those are like three to five things, Aaron, but I still don't know how to do that. While I don't recommend this all of, I would say best approach is really journaling without editing. So the first question is, is like, who do you serve? Write five paragraphs about that. Set a timer for yourself for four minutes or 10 minutes and just write everything that head, even if it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Um, I remember when I started my business, and it's still to this day, people do this. They're like, why did you start your business? Expecting you to have some like lovely story about these like passions that you have and like life-changing moments. And I was just like, I mean, I like writing and I, what a good idea. Like my husband paid for my health insurance. If he didn't, I probably would have never started a business. So like, that's not exciting. If I were doing what you're doing and I'm just journaling, I'd probably write that down. I started my business because I thought I could. I started my business because I really want to serve this type of people. Because when we're not self-censoring, interesting things come out. Like the tiniest little thing that you might not have thought of before, especially for like about sections, can come out and you're like, wow. That, that might be interesting to share. Or wow, someone could connect to this. So for those three to five sections that I mentioned of what we're trying to accomplish, maybe even you have to like put them days apart. You know, you're going to take one section, let it sit for a day, come back, do another 10 minute journaling prompt. 
And then when you're done, read through it and say, what can I use? And start to like fill in the blank of that outline so you're not approaching it from a blank page where you're supposed to take these journaling answers and magically turn them into perfect copywriting. Just start to fill them into the outline and then edit that. That's when editing happens. That's when you can actually say, does this sound good? Does this sound convincing? Uh, maybe I should call and appear for help to review this for me. But until then, don't ask for anybody's help. Don't try to be the best writer in the world. Just get it on the page so you can adjust it. I love that. Um, and I do think one of the things that I that I love about your podcast specifically is when you ask for like a little homework assignment, right? Because I think breaking it down into like much more manageable tasks is so important when like you're, you're a doula, right? And so you didn't start a business because you wanted to design fancy web websites, right? Or be a marketer or learn about SEO. I so clearly remember when I had a page on my site that was like, I teach childbirth ed. <laughs> like that was literally like the page title. It was like, if you need a class, call me. <laughs> like it was just like, let me pause for a second though. Like, okay, okay you're teasing yourself, but here's the, how clear is that? That's, ex I mean, like I wouldn't recommend it guys, but the, the truth of the matter is it is clear and that's what we want. I'm, I'm really glad you said that because the one thing I didn't say, which is like a warning of sorts is do not be clever. Cleverness will not get you anywhere, especially at this point in your business. Um, we talked earlier that you liked the name of my podcast, Talk Copy to Me. Now, I am not the best writer for short form things, branding like content, things like that. But I'll tell you, I would have never come up with that name in the first year of my business because there's so many other factors swimming in my head. Like I couldn't have been clever at that point. I needed to be clear so that people really knew exactly what they were getting. So if you're asking my opinion on what you should do for this first website or how to edit like what you have right now, yeah. it is if you see things that are clever, dial them back and do what you did in that example where you were teasing yourself. Like I help women with their births, period, who cares? Great, that's fine, wonderful, move on. Like put it on the internet, send it out to everyone you know and ask them to come check out your site. Like call it a day, take the pressure off yourself. That is what you do. You are not a unicorn support professional who works through major life experiences involving people under the age of one hour, right? Like you don't, like none of that makes any sense. But I think that people, um, we hear all this advice. This is why in the beginning I said no advice, do not listen to a thing. But we hear this advice about standing out and like, you know, really making yourself like stay apart from your competitors. So you people do that, that wild like description of their job title or how they help clients and it doesn't serve them. So be as clear as possible, be as easygoing on yourself, um, get the basics up and add to it and edit it later. Yeah. So I'm going to have your podcast that I keep talking about in the show notes, of course. Thank you. But what else would you like my listeners to know about you or to have like resource wise from your world? Yeah. Well, I would say if you're working on your website, my one of the first series on my 
that podcast is, <laughs> is one of my favorite. I really do. I think it was like every time I've, I've re-listened or like edited parts of it to get like short clips, I'm very proud of what's on those episodes. But we have, um, and this is again for more than a one page website, so take that yeah. pressure off. But if you did have a website that is a few pages right now, there is an episode on the home pages, um, about pages. There's another one on services pages. And then the fourth one is just kind of titled like what's the rest of the website pages and what that episode is. So you don't stress yourself out is all the options you have. So there are a bunch of pages on that episode that I don't even have on my own website. So it's not like you don't need a speaking page, a media page, XYZ page. But I, the reason I wanted to put it in that format is a lot of times I ask my clients on like initial calls, like, well, what pages do you need? And they just stare at me like their eyeballs turn into question marks. And they're like, I don't, I thought you were going to figure that out for me. So it's helpful to hear that and like hear what your op options are so you can start to make those decisions. But I think they're really great starting places if you want someone to kind of guide you. So it's, you're not doing it a hundred percent on your own. You can pause the episodes take some notes, come back. Um, I think that's a great place to start if you're going to be working on your website. Yeah. Amazing. I really appreciate you having this conversation with me and I feel like we could keep talking for a very yeah. long time. <laughs> Way too long, but we'll stop now so everyone can go work on their website. <laughs> Report back to us. I would right. love to see if you are working on your website, make sure you tag me on social and tag right. your website so I can go check it out. Um, but yeah, we're going to stop talking now so you can actually do the work and get your doula website up. Yes. And which is your favorite social media platform for people to connect with you? Oh man, that's tricky. Um, I would say I'm probably most present on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do Instagram for now, but honestly you can find me almost anywhere. So right. you just Equally come look for me wherever around. you're comfortable. <laughs> That's fair. I'll make sure that links to all of that are in the show notes as well. Erin, um, I appreciate this so much. And um, as always, listeners, if you have a question that you would like to have answered or an, another sort of expert that you would like to have come and talk about a business thing, please do shoot me a message on Instagram so I can add that to the list for 2023. Um, and until next time, I wish you well-informed, consent-filled doula experiences. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Doula Tips and Tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at Haradula so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other doulas find us as we do this work together. This podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice. Please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around.